Hey, welcome to Younger Older with Jason and Dave, and we're just hanging out talking with a younger and older perspective on just different issues. Dave, how are you doing today? Good. Good to be with you. I'm glad I'm still here as an older guy. You know, you never know. <laughs> well, you never know in general, even as a younger guy. I guess you don't. You know, and and I apologize for your Packer support. Yeah, well, it happens, and uh, I it's won't a- even mention the team that you're affiliated with or enjoy because they're really not even a team. They're kind of like the new Cleveland in a way. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let all the listeners guess what football team he supports. Uh, we're not, we're not going to say a thing. That's right. We're just going to say that it's the new Cleveland. Instead, I'll just buy you a peep. There you go. No, nah, don't, please don't. Because the stores are flowing with peeps. I mean, the they moment. are. They are. And there's, there's nothing good about peeps. Nothing. 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 So we've established that. So anyone that's eating a peep, please do yourself a favor. Take it out of your mouth. Wrap it back up. <laughs> throw it out. Go wash your hands. The only thing I ever enjoyed about a peep <laughs> was putting it in a microwave and watching it grow huge. Yeah, well, that could be fun. So that's about the only fun thing. Dave, what do you, what do you think we should talk about today? Well, you know what? I, how, I, as a, you've grown up, you've grown up in a culture where we've done an awful lot of things to make sure that you feel good about yourself. Oh, yeah. 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 And yet the suicide rate I'm is really good. high. It's, get, it's getting higher. Yeah. So how can it be that, that we've messed up somehow? What did we miss on you feeling good about you? And should you feel good about you? Or is that a false idea? And when you found out it was false, you just couldn't deal with it anymore? I feel pretty good. You feel good about you? I do feel good about me. Good enough to marry yourself? I don't know if I'd ever do that. Do people actually marry themselves? Let me share an article with you from... No, no way. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm serious. From the BBC. All no right? way. Let, yeah. An Italy woman marries herself in a fairy tale without a prince. What? Uh, allow me to read it word Please. for word for you. Please. All right. End quote. Here we go. I firmly believe that each of us must first of all love ourselves, says Laura, and I won't use her last name, a 40-year-old fitness instructor. You can have a fairy tale even without a prince. The ceremony carries no legal weight, but she is a part of a growing trend for self-marriage, a growing trend. Self-marriage. You know what? I would like Isn't to, that like a contradiction? It, it is, but it's dubbed sologamy, S-O-L-O. Excuse me while I laugh. <laughs> I can't even pronounce words. Sologamy. Is so in countries sologamy. around the world, sologamy. I guess well, how would it sound in well, Italian? It's French. Oh no, it's Italian. Yeah. Sologamy. All right. Very good. It sounds like a pizza. <laughs> well, it's well, a- anyway, <laughs> she's part of a growing trend. A trend. So it's 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 to the status of trending. Now, now I used to teach school, and I did rebel when I was a school teacher. I was a rebel. So did you walk down the aisle by yourself? I did not. I actually got married to another person where I was able to commit myself to another person. Not to myself. Not to yourself. No, but okay. to another person. That's good. Are kids growing up committed to themselves and to the point where they can... Marry co- themselves? <laughs> Excuse <What>? me. <laughs> Are there ever discussions that you should not have? And this is one of them. I'm just trying to envision the vows. <laughs> well, let me, let me Do continue. Do you, Dave, take you, Dave... <laughs> Till death, do you part even though you can't part? <laughs> <laughs> what, what use is this? It just seems silly. You know, could it be that they're just trying to get gifts? Ooh. Do, you, do you have a shower and, and wedding present? Now we're on to something. Well, just ask for gifts and forget the ceremony. 
All right. There you go. Proponents of such ceremonies, I'm still reading here. Yes. Proponents of such ceremonies say it's about self love and acceptance. Claiming the social affirmation normally reserved for couples who wed. Okay. Social affirmation. Okay. I would be laughing like a crazed lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't be socially accepting. I can just see you as... Oh, my goodness. As the efficient. I am this. sorry. I am not getting this. Help me. You know, help me. Help me get this. Okay. So... <laughs> it's not working. I, I didn't even know how to... I, didn't, I can't. Well... Here, here, let me tell you how it came about. Well, if she's 40, she's more your generation. She, well, she's more your generation. I'm 61. She's 20-some years away from me. She's only about 10-some years away from you. Uh, 15. Right? Uh, yeah, but I think technic- technically uh, she's still a baby boomer. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm the youngest baby boomer. I don't know what they are behind me. Oh. I'm, I'm about as young as they get for baby boomers. Oh. Yes, yeah, so don't, don't start throwing her in the boomer category. Oh, no way. Sorry. There's no boomers marrying themselves. <laughs> Laura says the idea of a solo wedding came to her two years ago after a 12-year relationship ended. So she thought about it for two years, at least. She was engaged to herself. She was engaged to herself for, for two, two years. For two years, probably. I told friends and family that if I had not found my soulmate by my 40th birthday, I would marry myself. Okay, that's nice. If one day I find a man with whom I can plan a future, I'll, I'll be happy, but my happiness doesn't depend on him. Okay, I, I agree with that statement. Miss, uh, her name, she said it was the first, uh, says she is the first Italian woman to hold a solo ceremony. And May, a man said yes to himself in a ceremony in Naples, though. So she's not the first person. Because some guy got ahead of her on this one and married himself. Perhaps they should meet the two of them. I'm Googling this as you talk <laughs> So what would happen? No, it gets better. So what would happen if the guy who married himself met the girl who married himself. Can they not get married then? Or would they have to get a divorce with themselves? Can you divorce yourself? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and but, if you did, what would the settlement look well, like? Get this. <laughs> part of the self-marriage ceremony... I, I cannot believe we're talking is, about this. ...is making your vows to yourself in a mirror. Really? Yes. <laughs> and you actually get yourself a ring. Okay. I don't wear rings, so I don't think it would work for me. But listen to this. The article goes on. In Japan, a travel agency began offering bridal ceremonies for single women. Bridal ceremonies. There's there's a business here. Talk about an entrepreneur. Yeah, there's a business thing here. Now, think about it, though. You go through life, and from the time you're young, when you walked across the classroom, you got an award for not tripping. You did? Uh, yeah. And when you're a young kid, you can get awards for everything. Oh, that's I true. mean, you're, you're playing soccer. You're on the team that lost every game, and you, you get an award, award at the end that's of the, the thing. So, so everybody is awarded, and everybody get, keeps being told how special and wonderful they are yeah. all the way through life. And really, the reason you're special and wonderful is, well, you're breathing air. You're walking. You're, there is a reason why people are special and wonderful. Yeah. But it's not because we breathe air. Right. God tells us that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. When you think about the fact that God created us, he created the universe, he created us, he created the world for us to live on, there's a love story there. And you can look around and see how special you are continually because of the way that God created and gave and gave his son to us so that we could be in his family. We are special people. The thing I'm laughing at is trying to do something like this 
to make us feel like we're special. And, and what that, what, it, what is, what's happening here, I think, is that we're looking and we're comparing our life to everybody else, which is really dangerous. Right. And since everybody else went through this, and I haven't, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to compare yourself to others to be special. And right. you don't have to do what everyone else does. And you don't have to marry yourself either. I don't think so. I don't think so. In the U.S., there's a website called I Married Me. Really? Yes. In the U.S., a website called I Married Me offers self-wedding kits. Self-wedding kits? Yeah, you can get one. Hmm. I if wonder if it comes with a mirror. You can't do this. You're married to somebody else. Oh, true. Touche. Yeah. So it wouldn't work. Uh, maybe it would. Would it really bother marriage if you married yourself as well as? Would, <laughs> would that be considered polygamy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I can't. So, be, I can't believe we're going there. So Just get, stop this conversation. So, all right. So getting at the core of what we want to what we want to talk about today, <laughs> we have to have some sort of view of ourselves that's healthy. Is that that right? That's. I mean, that's what we're getting at here, Dave. Is that you know whether or not we go down the path of marrying ourselves or not, you know, we view ourselves and we have an opinion of ourselves and, and, and we have our own ideas of ourselves. And there's, there's some healthy ways to do that. And there's obviously some unhealthy ways to do that. And so from a biblical perspective, you know, and you outlined some of this already, is realizing that we are indeed valuable, that we are created by God. And, and the one thing that blows my mind too is that out of all of creation that we are created in God's image, meaning that we share likeness with God. Um, and, and that blows my mind. And so as, as, we, as we open up this discussion, you know, starting off with this silliness, of marrying ourselves, which um, I hope you don't conclude that you need to marry yourself at the end of this please, episode. Please, please. I hope you didn't get. I hope you left the radio on long enough to hear that. That's not what we said. <laughs> <laughs> they already ran to get their kid off the website. They're yes, gone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know, ever but, go to that. but I think you know, especially as you said, in a culture where where we've become so selfish, where it's all about us, and the world evolves around us. I think it's important that we talk about you know, being um, comfortable in your own identity. Mm-hmm. Because I think formalizing what that looks like and understanding what it looks like to, to have an identity and, and to, to to live within your identity is important as a Jesus follower and as a person because I think it's when you have that skewed understanding of who you are that you go down whether it's, you know, silly paths of marrying yourself, but even more serious paths of of, of thinking that life isn't even worth it and then taking your life, right. you know? And so this is an issue because somewhere along the way, somebody is telling us that we're not good enough. right? And so where is that coming from? Right. And you know what's interesting? When I think of the, what God says in the Bible, in Romans chapter 5, it talks about this. It says that while we were sinful, God sent Jesus to die for us. Now, some might not understand the significance of this. The bottom line really is God says, you know what? I understand all of who you are. I know who you are. I know your weaknesses. I know your failures. And while you were in a, a state that was confused and wrong and evil even, I invited you to be a part of my family, and I made it so you could be, and I could fix this. Right. It wasn't because of what we did right. that made us acceptable. It wasn't because of how good we were. It wasn't because of that. And yet there's something in each of us that wants to go out and be good. 
Right. To to do what? Well, we want to be like others, and we want to fit in, and we want to have experience. God says, wait a minute. When you were just off base totally, I sent my son down to this earth to pay so that you could be in my family, and I, I, I could love you, and I could care for you. You know, I think when we do, and I mean, we're running out of time for the first half of our program here, but we need to we need to dive into more of this self worth kind of thing and and where it comes from and and why we do the things that we do because right. a lot of it has to do with trying to feel good about ourselves. I think right, and it's and it's when we don't feel good about ourselves that we try to fill that void with other things, and whether that's addictions, whether that's turning towards weird, silly things, and, or whether it's turning towards a path of self-deception then where we start believing lies about ourselves, And so I think it's, it's important too um, to make sure that we're, that we're surrounding ourselves with truth and being able to discern what the truth is. Because in a culture where, where the emphasis almost is about our own personal joy and satisfaction, the world does it differently than Jesus followers do it yeah. a lot of the times. And I think it's important that we talk about that as well. Because finding our, our, our worth in Jesus is far different than the world tells us where our worth is at. But we have to figure out what does that practically mean, find your worth right. in Jesus. Right. Uh, because obviously people are looking to the exterior of their lives right. to get affirmation about who they are. So they would be willing to even marry themselves to get that affirmation. And they must feel real good about themselves when they're done. That's why they did it. Right. Now... I find that odd. You find that odd. We'll have to talk more about it. That's right. And I think we're going to have to open up this box of worms in the second half of the show. But we thank you for tuning in. I encourage you to check out some of our other shows, and we want to continue talking about this. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. We've been talking about some silly things and marrying yourself. And if you're just tuning in, you'll have to go back and download the first half of this episode because you will probably end up chuckling along with us because there's just some absurd, crazy things out there. But at the same time... I'm doing fine, though. I have alimony to myself. Yes, that's true. Because I divorced myself so that I could have payments. See. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> it's genius. Did you get to keep the ring? Of course. I didn't know if you won. And all the property. Did you win the settlement? Everything. Which part of yourself? All. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to look in the mirror to do nope. it? Nope. All right. Very good. Well, we've been talking about self-worth <laughs> and, and this concept because I think, I think it's a real issue. You know, I mean, we joke about this this trend, whether it is a real trend or not about marrying yourself. But I think, I think all of us at some point do something to, to try to make ourselves feel worth it. Right. You know, and it might not be something as absurd necessarily as marrying ourselves, but I think all of us do things, whether it's the way that we dress, whether it's the way that we look, whether it's the things that we do or say, I think, I think for all of us at some point, there's there, whether it's an action or a thing that we do to make us feel worth it. So you're saying that, that really what we have to do is do something outside of us to feel good about who we are. I think that's our natural tendency. Is it possible to feel good about who you are and not go outside of you? I think you can. But it takes some process. It does. And, I mean, I was a kid who sat in a wheelchair at one time. Right. And went to a Chicago public school and was the kid everyone made fun of. In fact, I was a kid that got cut from a no-cut baseball team when I was a kid. That's how bad I was. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Want to go play catch? No. You, you'd <laughs> Sorry, be, you'd be running all over the place because the, that was my, one of my issues too. I couldn't throw the stupid ball and, and I was afraid the pitchers were going to hit me so I couldn't hit the ball. And yeah. I mean, really, it's, it's ironic how when you're somebody that's a young man, you get cut from a no-cut baseball team, how devastating that is to you. Oh, absolutely. And, and your quote-unquote self-worth. Absolutely. Because it, it, everybody, in fact, when I got cut from the no-cut baseball team, I remember when you're a kid and you want to play baseball, the reason we wanted to play in Chicago is you got this hat. Yeah. And the hat was the coolest thing in the world because it had one of the uh, professional team's logos on it. I mean, and that kind of thing. And so you played for the Astros or you played for the Cubs or you played for, and you got that hat. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, when they cut me from a no-cut team, it was very embarrassing. So my dad went to the Park District head guy and went, took me with and said, you know, I thought that was a no-cut team. And the head of the Park District said, it is. And he looked at me like, he's that bad? You know, I mean, he didn't say that, but, but I mean, he, that's he, what I was feeling. Yeah. And, and what he did was he made an arrangement so that, they got a uniform, they were out of uniforms from some other team. Had my mom take the letters off of it. I was gonna be on the Angels. He, he asked me what team my brother was on last year and I said the Angels. So they, they, he said good, because then you could borrow his hat. And I thought, I don't want his hat. I want, my, I, I want a hat. Uh-huh. Oh, I had to borrow his. And not only his, then I had a uniform where they took the twins name off. Yeah. So it said twins like whiter than the rest of it. Yeah. And, and, and they took an A and put it in the middle for Angels. Really? Yeah. Just so you can have a jersey? Yeah, so I could play. But I didn't play. I was that bad. So I was standing on the sidelines with a clean uniform that said twins with an A in the middle of it and an old hat. That didn't help myself worth it all. And you didn't even play at all? I didn't play. So as, as a young I didn't want person, to play anymore. How, how did you respond to that? Well, you know what? My mom, my dad, my brother, they were all great. My brother was a, a natural athlete. Everything he touched, he was absolutely phenomenal at. Yeah. Phenomenal. I wasn't. This is not the way I grew I, I wasn't. Yeah. So, you know, my mom and dad were great, but I looked around at others, and I thought, my dad has to be great. He's a pastor. He's got to love this. And I actually felt like a piece of trash, like I was a mistake of God mm. because I couldn't do anything. Right. And, and then uh, a little while later, I had problems with my legs, and I had some operations, and I was actually the kid in grade school that everybody made fun of. I mean, that's, yeah. it, 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 bullying isn't a brand new concept. Right. I mean, it's gone back it's way a yeah, long time ago. it's been around ago. a while. But eventually, you know what, I really found that even though I went through all those things, when I look at those things today, and I'm not going to go into the list of things till I was 61, or we wouldn't have no, right. we wouldn't have any time. But... I look back on those today, and I tell you, those were critical moments in my life to shape who I am today. Right. God was actually using them to teach me something. Mm -hmm. When I talk to children today, and you know, Jason, I get to talk to thousands of kids, and when I talk to them, I understand that kid that's rejected, mm -hmm. totally. Right, because you were there. I understand the kid that, that is going through a physical time where he feels like, why did God create this piece of trash? Because I'm in a wheelchair, I can't move, I can't do sports, I can't do anything. I'm a burden to everybody. I understand that. Mm -hmm. It's made who I am today much better than I could ever be without those experiences. Now, here's what I think we forget in life, yeah. is that there is a God and he made us right. and he's doing a work in us and he's making us into the people we should be. That comes from the inside out, not the outside in. Right, absolutely. 
And if you're going to do it on the outside in, Dave Wager was a total failure. Yeah. If you're going to do it on the inside out, I had to go through those experiences to learn that your value and your worth didn't come from those things. Right. Because as a boy, I was thinking they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to be a star at something? Mm-hmm. You, you want to be. When I look back in the Bible and I look at the, the heroes of the faith, so many of them have a line in there somewhere about how from the time they were born, they understood God set them apart. Yeah. Now, how do you get that way? Well, from those who go before you. You know, I need to make sure as an older guy, Jason, as you and I meet and as I uh, play with your kids, that they understand that I value them. Mm-hmm. The way they're made, the way they're bent. Yeah. And they're all different. You and I have had discussions about that, about young people in college that come to Nicolay Bible Institute and how we can make them successful. Absolutely. You know, and I think it's realizing that the first thing is that God has created each of us and each of us are different. And so right off the bat, if you start comparing yourself to other people, you're setting yourself up to failure because God is, you know, just like Dave, you have different gifts and talents than I do. And I have different gifts and talents than my wife does. And we all have different gifts and talents than, you know, other people. And so it's it's going through those situations and, and forming your identity on who God has created you to be, realizing that it's a process, that we're not going to start off perfect like that, but it's a process. And so when when we have our culture saying, well, you got to do this in order to be to fit in, you got to do that in order to, to feel good about yourself, like all of that is external. Right. And I think the key, what you said is it's really from the inside out. It's, it's the way that God has is, is designed you and understanding that and being comfortable in that that then frees you to live your life for the way God intended you to live. And I tell you, it's been fun seeing even young people do that. You know, you mentioned, you know, before in other episodes that I was in Ireland and I worked with young people, and it's been fun watching some of these young people grow up because they've gone through that process now because now they're at the point where um, you know, I, I work with them and their, their giftedness and talent is coming out and no longer are they at the stage, especially as a young person, where they don't know who they are as a person. But now they know who they are. They know how they're gifted and it's coming out and now they're being effective in showing other people who Jesus is. Right. And that's, that's a transformation. That's the process. And, and, and we need to, to see that and understand that and help coach people through that that are struggling to see that in their own life. Yep. Otherwise, they turn to this other silly stuff you know, or, or they don't see it or they get so bought into the lies that Satan is feeding them that they feel like they're not even worth it, not even worth enough to live. And that's where it gets serious. Um, and that's why it's so important to always go back to Scripture, to always go back to truth, because God has created us the way that he's wanted us to be. How can you do that without God? I don't even know. See, so it starts with there's a God and I'm not him. Right. And he created something that actually has a plan and purpose. Absolutely. And I can't help somebody who doesn't understand that. Right. And if you don't understand that, like you said, that's, that's the starting point. Yeah. Then the only thing that matters is what's going on right now in your physical life. Right. And that could change. Absolutely. And you you're, you're not in control of most of it. Right. Absolutely. So that, that's really one of those odd things. I love how God in, in the scriptures compares uh, Christians, those who actually are in God's family. And you get in God's family and you start this whole thing with a relationship with God. Just like you start a marriage, actually marrying somebody else and, and wanting what's best for them, you start in a relationship with God by accepting Christ's payment for your sin. That's how you start. And once you get into God's family, God compares then those people that are in his family to a body. Yeah. 
Now, when you think about that, you got fingers and you got toes and you got knees, you got elbows, you got, I mean, the whole works. Now, uh, those things, knees and toes, there you go. And, and you can sing that if you got kids. <laughs> if you're my age, you quit singing that for a while until you get grandkids and then you sing it again. Uh, you have you, not stopped you, singing. Yeah, no, I haven't. But the bottom line really is when you think about it, I am glad that my fingers do something different than my knees. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be really weird if my fingers, if they could, said, no, man, we got to operate like a knee because the knee's really cool. In order to get really acceptance, the knee is a bigger joint that really carries the body. We got to do that. It, well, I don't want you to be a knee. I actually want you to be a finger. Why? Because mm-hmm. I need to use you as a finger. Right. The knee goes, well, then I want to be a finger. You don't get it. I don't want you to be a finger. Right. One of the greatest joys I have in life, and I'm not kidding, one of the greatest joys is to find somebody who is totally disoriented in life and give them a perspective and hope in the area that they were gifted and created in, yeah. whatever it is. Right, absolutely. And, and it's different. Mm-hmm. And I have, I, you know, I have thrown so many darts in life trying to help a kid. I mean, there are artists, young people in Nicolay Bible Institute right now that are artists. Mm-hmm. And I've gone to them and said, hey, I'm working on this. Could you try this for me? I want you to try and create this for me. And they're going, really? Yeah. Why? Because you're an artist. I want to see if you can do this. Right. They're excited to try it because that's their part of the body. And who else is telling them, go ahead and develop this? Mm-hmm. Develop it. Likewise, people that are musicians, they need our encouragement. Go ahead and be a musician. Those who love accounting, I don't know how anyone could love accounting, but <laughs> if you do, right. you need to do that. Right. Those who are introverted, you know what? You need to stay introverted and enjoy being introverted and use your gifts as an introvert. Right. And those who are extroverted, stay extroverted and enjoy your gifts of extroverted. What is one thing that's common about every body part that is successful? They're connected. Yes, and they're, they're all connected to the brain. Yep. If somebody's listening out there today and they feel like they have to go outside continually to feel good about themselves, you're not connected to the brain. Mm-hmm. Connect yourself to the brain. Right. And, and really what that is is you need to be connected to God. Absolutely. And if you're not connected to God, there's no hope mm-hmm. because it's like a finger that has no signal from the brain. Mm-hmm. And, and the only way to get connected to God is by understanding God's love. I mentioned Romans 5, how God said that while you were sinners, while you're still separated from God, he sent his son. In, in John chapter 3, he says, man, God loved you so much that he sent his son. And he not only sent his son, but he sent his son to give his life so that you could have life. Mm. And really, that's where it started. When I understood that, I actually understood that, Jason, at seven years old. Yeah. I was sitting and I was listening to a Bible story. I can't remember what Bible story it was. I remember the person speaking. Yeah. And I went home and I talked to my dad about it. And I said, Dad, I, I think that I need to be in God's family. And I, and I prayed with my dad and, and I understood that moment that God loved me and, and that Jesus gave his life so that I could live and I put my trust in him. And I want to invite our listeners uh, to do that. And if they're confused, to contact us at relate365.com and talk to us about it. We'd be glad to guide you through that. 
Absolutely. Thanks for sharing with that, Dave. Well, we thank you for joining us for this episode. We encourage you to download past episodes. Just go to Relate365.com, which is a ministry of Silverbridge Ranch. And we look forward to uh, you guys uh, continuing to tune in as we talk about just different issues that affect our everyday life from a younger perspective and an older perspective as we relate it with Scripture so that we can be pursuing Jesus and becoming more like Him. So we'll see you next time here on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave.